Do you like dogs? Do you like beer? How about you come on down to the Beaver County Tales on the Trails Pet Walk, sponsored by the Beaver County Humane Society on September 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Brady's Run Park. It'll also be featuring the wine and brew for the rescue to help fundraise for the Beaver County Humane Society. It'll be featuring beers from breweries like Cobble House, Southern Tier, and Flying Dog, as well as wine from wineries like Black Dog and Deer Creek. Come on down and check it out. Take a pause for the cause. The Hop Nation USA Podcast. Needing equipment more desperately than a gypsy brewer? It's episode 78 of the Hop Nation USA Podcast. I'm your host, Steve, and as always, the Jim Gaffigan to my Doug Stanhope. It's Adam. This is the point in time where I want to make a hot pocket joke. Mm-hmm. However, I don't want to piss him off. So I'm not going to, so hello. Hello. And this week we're joined on the third mic by Bubba. What's up, Pop Nation? I don't I didn't have anything witty or uh current for Bubba, so I just said hey. That's fair. Yeah. I mean he's good people. So. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm multiple people. I can clone myself. Duplicate. I can start calling you Dolly. If we have Bubba clones just on hand, yeah. like why aren't more of them out in the field for the show? Constantly sending in reports. Yeah, what the hell, original Bubba? <laughs> I'm getting the reports right now as we speak. What the hell? What the hell, number twelve? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way original Bubba comes here to do the show. <laughs> original Bubba is probably on an island. I would that he bought. Yeah, I would hope. Yeah, original Bubba is on an island. Probably number two is the one that goes to work that you see. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And then number three, three is number three at home takes care of the wife mm-hmm. and the dogs and the rest kind of are spread around doing odd jobs. And then yeah. he and then he sent this is number 12 here that he sent to just take care of his duties on the podcast. Right. Short straw. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hello, number 12. <laughs> this is the one that has the lowest rate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the newest one. So it's the new. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome, Bubba. Hello. Now that we're past that bit of surrealness, yeah. let's move on to the theme of the show this the week. Yes, let's. We're doing an actual theme. We are, and we haven't done an actual theme in a long yeah. time. Uh, but this week is, we're doing can art. Yes, which is probably the worst topic you can ever have on a podcast. Right. It's great for a visual. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you boys are ready to strap on your explaining hats and I am. actually actually paint a picture for the audience at home. I thought about it on the way here. An audio picture. Yes. Your whole drive home. My whole drive home. Okay. Sitting in traffic, thinking about beer cans. Or bottles. You don't know. Mm. Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. So you hear it here first. Adam puts in 15 minutes of prep into the show every week. <laughs> Let's not say that much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a bit generous. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was the whole way home. <laughs> that's in between the Mark Madden yellings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> During a Mark Madden commercial. <laughs> it's all just yelling. It's just three hours of him just yelling and just, spitting at a mic. It's not all just yelling some of it's actually him just breathing into the mic too (laughs) i don't want to talk about him anymore let's not let's talk about our first beer featuring a very interesting can art and we're gonna let bubba bring this one to the table number 12 what you got number 12 went out and picked actually probably number nine picked this yeah number nine seems like the beer getter right yeah (laughs) that's not a bad gig number nine (laughs) number nine picked this for number 12 and it is the typecast 
by by two roads. Oh, okay. Lawson's uh, finest liquids. So it's a collaboration. It is a collaboration. Uh, this beer is a New England farmhouse IPA. It comes in at six point five percent. And I picked this can, this can for a couple of reasons. It reminds me of one of my favorite music videos by my favorite bands, uh, Old Ways by Dr. Dog. But the name of the beer is Typecast, and it has, I'm, I'm assuming, two characters. Would you call those characters? Yes. Yeah. Uh, of the two brewers that are the, the farmhouse guy and the IPA guy who collaborated from each of these breweries. And they are total hipsters. So are they labeled as IPA and farmhouse? They well, are. What, what, yeah, one's the farmhouse guy, one's the IPA oh, guy. Oh, they're literally labeled as yeah. the farmhouse guy and the IPA yeah. guy. And one, uh, one's from uh, Two Roads and the other's from Lawson. That makes sense. And they both look very granola. They look yes. very hipster. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they look granola. <laughs> like that's the We've had this conversation before about Two Roads. They seem to be very much just like a granola hippie commune, as close as you can get. Kind of an offshoot of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the OG Ben and Jerry's, not the Unilever Ben and Jerry's. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's open this thing up. See if it's uh, it lives up to the the can art. So a little more about the can. Oh, art. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, realize yeah. you weren't. Well, he wasn't done. He only described two characters on it. There's <laughs> there's a lot more to this. Okay. Can art. There's All a right. lot more. And and I picked this because. Last time we had two roads on the show, I remember the can being pretty elaborate. Mm -hmm. Um, So this one jumped out at me again on the shelf being another two roads beer. It seems like they put a lot of effort into their can art. Mm -hmm. So pay homage to that effort. Uh, But the the two characters are what seemingly are standing on like an old stage, kind of like whenever you play Mario Party. Yeah. Uh, whenever the stage opens up, it's like a reddish. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Or even Super Mario 3. Super Mario 3, yeah. Yeah. And then in the background, I'm guessing it there's two buildings on either side, and I'm guessing those represent the breweries. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. That's a good guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lawson's being a way smaller brewery, a microbrewery to Two Roads, which is just... Uh, also a microbrewery. <laughs> also a microbrewery. <laughs> You got them good. <laughs> a slightly larger microbrewery. On the back, there's a little bit of a description. Like it was into the wood that was yeah. used for the farmhouse. What kind of wood was it? Cedar and... Balsam? Well, bol- uh, balsam fir tips. Ah, okay. Yeah. It was dry hop with Connecticut and Vermont-grown hops. So would a woodchuck chuck it? Mm-hmm. Probably. Okay. All right. Uh, but all that information is produced within a lighted playbill, as ah, you would find yes. it. Yeah. And then uh, on the around the bottom edge of the can, there appears to be a crowd cheering on everybody on stage. I like to guys. think that they're also cheering on the drinker. I hope so. Go beer drinker. And just cheering on the beer Go itself. Chug. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to chug. Just, you're making good decisions. <laughs> this is a good decision. I, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember Farmhouse really blowing us out of the water on any other, other beers we've had. No. <laughs> they're not Farmhouse. Uh, two roads. Oh, uh, also no. Also, yeah. <laughs> also no on that. So yeah, no. Two roads. They the two we've had from them are okay. Right. And I'm not a farmhouse guy, and Adam's not an IPA guy. So good thing this is can art and not uh, 
not pure taste because right. otherwise number 12 <laughs> might be kicked out number 15 might be brought on what about number 13 <laughs> screw him he's, i'm sure he's assigned to something else <laughs> we gotta we gotta wait till they their taste buds change to something mm-hmm. good they have to not, mature not <laughs> that's a season a little bit stop eating so many hops <laughs> All Let's right. Pop this bad boy open. Uh, the IBUs are unavailable for this beer. Oh, interesting. Even though it's a New England IPA. I mean, we've been talking about this, how... Uh, Bubba, what the hell are you doing? Don't worry, my phone. Why are you making a mess? My phone's like... Just right next to that, yeah. That's fine. You're just pouring your beer on, you're pouring beer on your phone. What are you... That's cool. <laughs> I'm not your mom, but you know. No, but I have to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on a placemat. It's cool. Yeah, I got to wash it now. Uh, wash my phone, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, take it home and let your dog look it. No, come on. Everybody, no, hops are bad for dogs. <laughs> uh, that's right. Everybody knows if your phone gets wet, you just put it in the microwave for like five seconds. Oh, yeah, it. dry it oh, out. That's also how you charge it, right? Well, you got to sit it on top. That's how you get wireless charging. <laughs> <laughs> right away, I can smell the, the hops and the citrusy. Oh, right yes. away, I smell the farmhouse. See, I, I smell more hops than farm. Yeah. If I get close to it, I smell the farm. If I'm back from it, I smell the hops. So <laughs> it's multidimensional. Oh, it is. Snip, snap. What I was going to say, though, before we got into criticizing Bubba and his messiness, the IBUs being are probably negligible in the fact that it's mostly dry hopped. Agreed. So, like, as we were talking about last week, you weren't here, Bubba, but we're talking about dry hopping doesn't necessarily impart the same bitterness. Yeah. So it's not worth putting IBUs on because you can't calculate it yeah, the same kinda, way anymore. It's kind of like a false sense of reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I like to think that Bubba listened to the episode. I did, actually. Nice. On purpose? Yeah. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well done. You can come back on again sometime. <laughs> it, was, it was on that's my ride t- home. <laughs> that's your ticket to ride. Is you, have to look, you have to listen. <laughs> uh, so uh, taking a look at this beer, uh, it's hazy. It's starting to clear up a little bit now that it sits here for a moment or two. Not much effervescence on it at all. No, there's a little bit going on. Uh, head retention, there's a little bit of rain going on. It's a little, like it's, let's say, darker than a straw. I would agree yeah. with that. But it also has almost like a green tinge to it. Just a little bit. Okay. I'm not seeing that, but okay. It's like the slightest green tinge. Yeah, it just looks a little green to me. Maybe over on the on the edges there? Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know what? Sure. Look, one, I've already established that you have bad eyes <laughs> on this show in the past episodes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's only one person not wearing glasses, though. It's because yeah. I'm wearing contacts. That's ah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not... Okay. <laughs> not indicative. <laughs> I just meant color spectrum-wise. It's in things. <laughs> okay. Let's drink this beer. Hey, I don't really care for that. Yeah. Hmm. There's some maltiness there. That's for sure. Um, There's a little bit of that funkiness, too. A little bit of funkiness. A little bit of hoppiness. Not a lot of goodness. <laughs> no? I, I'm, I'm not liking this beer. And I want to like two roads. I want to like them. They just put so much effort in every other aspect of their brewery. And they seem like nice people. They do. They really seem like nice people. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like it, but I can't I can't get into I'm working it. I'm working at it. <laughs> yeah, this is just initial impression. Maybe things will change a little bit. We don't know. We don't know. It's a, it's okay, a little so, bit of a struggle. So one is too dry. There's too much of that kind of mm, the resin, the resinous back end. Okay. Is, okay. It's bad. Like, I don't like, like, I like resinous packets. Right. That's why I'm kind of confused. I don't like this one, though. Huh. There's something, there's something about the way it's coating my mouth and being, like, it's dry, but it also has a resinous back end to it. 
Weird. So like the main flavor terminates, but it leaves this. I don't like it. It gives you. It leaves like kind of like a bittery. Yeah. That, that earthy taste. A mix of the bittery and earthy taste. Yeah, exactly. And it, that's the other thing is the hops are obviously like really earthy. Mm. And like there's other flavors in here, I'm sure that maybe it's the white cedar and the, and the fur tips that are doing it. I can't speak for what fur tips taste like or what kind of flavor, but maybe. I assume they're I, like cash tips. I'm a keeper. <laughs> they're not, not really beef tips, though. I was going to say fur tips are probably more on the edge of piney and earthy. That would make sense. Yes. Yeah. I doubt they're as fresh as like a spruce tip. I would assume not, because we've had we've had some spruce things in we the have. past. Yes, yeah, uh, yards. Yeah, and we had some stuff from yards that had spruce tips in them. Yeah, very good. And just in general, like I've had gin with spruce in it. So. Right. Well, I mean, that's what gin tastes like. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and what are you doing putting more in my glass? You gotta taste a little more. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, this this You're is not way, finished. Yet. Yeah, for me, this is too earthy. This is too, like it's too flat. Like I said, because mm-hmm. there's no effervescence to it kind of like working through a a liquid dirt clod for me (laughs) (laughs) okay all right i i just i don't know it's not to my palate uh first and foremost obviously ipa is not my jam farmhouse is lower on my list as well Mm -hmm. so this is a tough row to hoe they you like that an earthy yeah Mm -hmm. that's That's a good one yeah So it just, I, it, it's an uphill battle for them to begin with, with these two styles, and then they try to bring them together. I'm not buying it. Yeah. In my initial thoughts is that I get they're trying to bring two styles, but they're kind of missing the two styles. They're, they're not bringing the citrus citrusiness from like a New England style IPA, and they're a little too piney and earthy. Okay, yeah. I, I, well, I was going to say... Yeah, I think they're. I think you're right when they miss the New England style IPA because those are all meant to be usually supposed to be juicy, right. and citrusy, and like this is definitely earthy and piney. Other IPAs are earthy and piney, mm-hmm. but not New England IPAs. Right. I think they kind of nailed, nailed the farmhouse though, just because it does taste it's, like yeah, it t- tastes like earth. <laughs> 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 like. It, it, it's dry, it, like it is dry. It is just kind of earthy and everything. So I think they got the farmhouse. It's just the fact that I don't like farmhouse <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> so, mm. oh well. What do you say we move to some news and notes? Yes. Okay. We can do that, and then we'll come back to the beer at the end. But yes. we probably won't have much more to say. Probably not. <laughs> okay. Lay so, it on me. So I have I have a news story. Does everybody else have a news story? I do have a news story. Okay. Number twelve. Do you have a news story? Yes, uh, I totally got one. Good job. <laughs> I left it in number seven's pocket. Non nerds. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get you clones back on schedule. But uh, as we already may have heard me make a reference, I called Adam our Jim Gaffigan. Yes. Yes. And uh, I did that because he's in the news. What? He made the craft beer headlines. What did he do? So he released an op-ed on the CBS Sunday Morning Show. Okay, and basically the all it was was just like it was just an old man rant where he just said like I want beer to get back the way beer was. I don't do I don't want it to taste like chocolate or avocado or anything else. Boo boo boo. Okay, it was basically just an Andy Rooney. <laughs> Why is it? That Do you remember when they served soup with croutons? Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to the oyster cracker? <laughs> Ask your parents, kids, to get that to explain that reference to you. 
Uh, but yeah, that that's all it was. Like, it wasn't particularly funny. Okay. Just kind of grumpy? It was just kind of grumpy. And then, like, I assume people who watch CBS Sunday morning would mm. laugh at it. Maybe. It made sense that it was on CBS Sunday morning because I imagine the average age of the person watching that is like way over 40. Somebody who drank a bunch of craft beer on Saturday night will not be up on Sunday no. watching CBS. Absolutely not. So <laughs> that is the target audience. Like, dude, I don't think any of us watch CBS on a regular basis at no. all. So. At all. No. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Like, I can I can get you between 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon yeah. during the fall. Pretty yeah. much it. That's about it. And, pe- and people younger than us are cutting the cord as well. So, right. like, the only people who are watching is old people. Yes. And that's who it was for. It was just the standard old man rant of, like, I, I don't want my beer, boop, boop, dude. I want my beer to taste like beer, which basically means I want pissed, you know? Right. <laughs> like... I'm going to have to watch this. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, it's, there's not mu- much to watch, though, because it was like a minute long. Oh. So, yeah, there was okay. hardly anything there. The biggest problem was, like, everybody got their fucking ass in a bunch about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Brewers, the, the Brewers Association put out a response to it, and, like, a bunch of other breweries were just like, you shouldn't be talking down to us, baby, dude. And it's like, why? He's making jokes. Yeah. He's Even if it weren't funny, maybe it was a miss. Yeah, exactly. He's a comedian. Right. He's not going to make everything that's super funny all the time, you know, but he's a comedian. Right. And you know what? Even if even if he has that opinion, he wasn't trying to be funny and that was truly how he felt, so be it. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. You know, live and let live. Yeah. And the other thing is, it's coming from the Hot Pockets guy. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't think he, you know, I don't watch a lot of Jim Gaffigan. I think what I've seen from him is kind of funny. Like, he's one of the funnier, clean comics in America. Agreed. Like, Agreed. Jim Gaffigan and then Brian Regan. Brian Regan is like a Yeah, Brian one. Regan is the yeah. top. I love Brian Regan. Yes. But, like, Jim Gaffigan, like, I've seen some of his stuff and I think it's funny. And I know he does a lot of stuff on food. Yeah. But I also think he's like the spokesman for fucking Applebee's. Without necessarily being the spokesman of Applebee's, I just look at him and I go, oh, that dude probably manages an Applebee's. (laughs) 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 He's he's, he's just not. That's way meaner than it should be. (laughs) But it's not, because I think he would agree. He's like, he he knows his Midwest sensibilities. You know? (laughs) That's a fair point. And just looking at him, he's not, uh, you know, a haute couture. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, he knows what his sensibilities are. Which is fine. Yeah, and that's fine. But it's like, that's why I don't take my beer drinking cues from him and I don't get my ass in a bunch. Right. <laughs> <sighs> so we talked about in the past of like Pete Coors and when he came out and said like, you know, said some things derogatory towards craft beer. Right. And like craft beer got up in the arms and like, you know, shut him down and really attacked him and everything over it. Yeah. And I was with them on that one. Right, because <laughs> that's like, somebody that's in the industry. Yeah, it's like, that's big money attack coming at you. Right. Fuck that guy. <laughs> right. This is, just, this is just Jim Gaffigan comedian. Right. And he just said some waveringly funny things, something that's funny to your grandpa, <laughs> probably. Right. But, like, don't jump on him. Leave him alone. The man is not going to make a dent in any craft beer sales whatsoever. Exactly. He's a nobody. <laughs> well, in craft beer. In craft beer. I'm right, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, mean yeah, to say it like that. He's a huge comedian. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Because if you if you look at it, wrong audience to begin with. Yeah. Uh, even if it was the right audience, eh, who cares? Well, that's what I was saying. It was the right audience. His statements were the right audience for CBS News True. or whatever. Right. They're already sitting there waiting. Yeah. The oh. wrong audience is everybody who's watching off Huff- Huffington Post 
you know, <laughs> while they swirl around their, you know, uh, their, their, their tulip glasses. And <laughs> I, I can't say much because I got tulip glasses myself. Yeah, well, I, I do swirl. too, but you know, you know how everybody gets, but yeah, that was, that was kind of, huh. that was kind of interesting. The only thing I found somewhat interesting is people were referencing the fact that, and this can maybe lead into your news story. I don't know what you has. Has nothing to do with that. But it is uh, uh, part of this week, though. Is the Great American Craft Beer Fest? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was not my news. Oh, okay. No, yeah, we're yeah. going in the complete opposite direction. Yeah. I, I didn't know if it was or not. Nope. Like, we're not going to Colorado or anything. No, so. no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, although in 2019, if anybody wants to fly us out, yeah, let sure. us know. Go fund me. We <laughs> will find the original Bubba. <laughs> oh, yes, we will get him out of hiding. What are you ooing about? You're number twelve. He you don't get to go. Where he is. Yeah, number twelve doesn't get to go. I get remote correspondence. <laughs> you get bumped to eleven. <laughs> you get to walk the dog. <laughs> Not be at home with the dog. Just walk the dog. Just walk <laughs> so, Bubba, what are your thoughts on this entire situation? Do you have any thoughts? Do you really care? I, I just think whenever someone comes out with a little statement, we're so over sense a lot, sense, ah, sensationalized, sensationalized, oh, overly wait, sensitive, overly sensitive, to like completely innocuous. No one will remember he made those comments in a week. Oh yeah, don't, absolutely not. That's a very good arm. point. Yeah. Even in the fact that we're recording, we're recording this, you know, kind of while it's still on the tip of people's tongues. Right. But by the time you're listening to this episode, you might have forgotten. <laughs> it, it It's essentially turning in the Barbara Streisand situation. If nobody talked about it, it would have been gone already. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, people started talking about it, getting up in arms, and now it's a thing. Yeah. It, like, anything is... It's stupid. Yeah. Anything. If you just don't talk about it, it doesn't matter. Right. Like New Zealand. Aw. New, New Zealand doesn't exist. Aw. What's yeah. wrong with New Zealand? I kind of like them. No, nah, they're all right, but they don't exist. Yeah. Don't say that. Okay. That's where The Lord of the Rings was filmed. Yeah, well, guess what? That doesn't exist either. It's a great territory to hold and risk. <laughs> well, sure boy. is. Anyways. That's where the director of Thor 3 came from. Nerds. Isn't that where Lord came from? No, she's from England, isn't she? No. no. Pretty sure she's from New... Yeah, no, I think Lord's from New Zealand. Oh, okay. That's where Flight of the Concords are from. I think you're, I think you're taking a wrong stance on this New Zealand shit. <laughs> you think I'm on the wrong side of history here? You should have, you should have picked a different country. <laughs> Even though New Zealand doesn't exist? <laughs> should have picked a different country. No, I'm sorry. New Zealand doesn't exist. However, there is new evidence of something that did exist. The world's oldest brewery. And contrary to everybody's belief here in Pennsylvania, it is not Yingling. Is it Egypt? It is not Egypt. However, it oh. is Egypt's neighbor, Israel. Oh, okay. <laughs> It is. They're, okay. They're neighbors. <laughs> yeah. They're like, close. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah, they touch. I had to think of my geography yeah. for a second. The little hook yeah. up on top. The yeah. little hook. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's how it gets around. Yeah. The little town. <laughs> is that, is Ding. that? Call it, called Egypt's Dewclaw. Let's see if I can go double. <laughs> let's see if I can go double or nothing on my geography. Aren't they connected and then the Suez Canal runs between them? I believe the Suez Canal goes through Egypt proper. Okay. I think. You're in the right area. Okay. Yeah, you're in the ballpark. Yeah. I could be wrong. It's very possible. Yeah. It's happened like four times in my life. <laughs> you didn't turn into the geography show, though. This is craft beer, so let's that talk about the correct. oldest brewery in Israel. That is correct. Uh, so originally it was thought that beer was only about 5,000 years old. Mm-hmm which is still a long, long time ago. There is now evidence that there is a brewery site that is over 13,000 years old. Huh. Yes. Uh, they found it. Uh, they found residue of alcohol and grain and malt uh, in a specific area in northern Israel. Okay. Uh, they came back. They did the analysis, found out it was fermented grain, and it was specifically made. It, they found out it was intentionally made. Okay. And they were able to reproduce it. 
They being they were a research team from Stanford. So, yeah, I was going to ask, like, how do they, you know, because you said it was intentionally. Correct. So I had the question, it's like, how, how do they know they didn't just stumble upon, like, a mash? Like, <laughs> somebody well, just forgot a, about a barrel? Yeah, somebody forgot about a barrel of wheat and oat and shit right. like that. Well, no, because they were able to reproduce it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently it was much more of a kind of a slurry. Uh-huh. Much more of a, not a sludge, but a much thicker yeah. uh, than what you would consider now to be your classic alcoholic drinks. So they reproduced it, but how do they know they didn't reproduce something that just, back to Steve's point, that was just sitting there? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. He's, he's like telling a, us what science told him. Correct. <laughs> and science, correct. science told him that they were able to reproduce an alcoholic sludge. Right. So, uh, so that may or may not have naturally fermented. Right, that may or may not have actually been <laughs> something that was produced, or maybe they just found a bucket of thrown out crap. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So what they did was left they, out in the rain. <laughs> they found it was in uh, stone mortars, uh-huh. uh, about twenty four inches deep, uh, and they found traces of of oats, legumes, uh, flax, things of that nature. Okay. Uh, so and, there was there was an actual kind of grain bill to correct, it. Correct. Correct. Right. There was a specific mixing going on. It yeah. wasn't just one of flax and one of rapeseed and one of oats. Okay. Things like that. Okay. So they were able to reproduce that. And also it was found in an actual, like... In a vessel, cave. In a vessel. Correct. Okay, Correct. so the, it, yeah. it was put somewhere. <laughs> the, the mortars were actually carved out of the cave floor. Okay. As compared to being mobile pots or pottery or things like that. So that's kind of pretty early lagering. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty early lagering. There. So so beer may, uh, may go past uh, what we originally thought back all the way 13,000 years instead of back to 1829 when Yingling opened. Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> that is my news and or notes for the week. I just also remember like what you're talking about old alcohol in a past episode. Mm-hmm. Like they found things in like usually it's found in like vases and stuff. Right. Or like yeah, old right. pots. But this is different because it's in, in uh, cut out mortars in the floor. Yeah. So if it's like like you said, it's in a cave, so again, that's also protected from the elements. So yeah, this mm-hmm. and it's carved out. So yeah, it sounds very, very deliberate. That they got credence. There's yeah. evidence of equipment being used. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. This sounds very, very deliberate. So yes, it sounds like they found the oldest brewery in Israel. Yes. My question now is mm-hmm. um, the the brewery in New York Schmaltz's. Yes. Are they going to try to reproduce this Ooh, in any way? See, I don't know. <laughs> That would be kind of cool. I only said that because I don't know any actual Israeli breweries. I don't know either. (laughs) No. I just know I enjoy the Hebrew and, uh, oh, what else do they? The Jubilation? There you go. Yeah, the Jubilation. Thank you. No problem. I got you back. So what I appreciate is Bubba is acting like the the Italian grandmother uh, of the group and making sure that everybody has enough of the beer. He keeps passing it out. Uh, drink. drink. Def- You're Nobody will go thirsty. I don't yes. want to drink the rest of I've de- I've <laughs> definitely had enough of this beer. Yeah. Uh, getting, getting back to this, Bubba, what is this beer again for the fine folks of the Hop Nation that are listening? This is the Typecast, a collaboration brew by Two Roads and Lawson's, uh, a New England farmhouse IPA coming in at 6.5% alcohol. So... I have three more cans of this if Hop Nation wants to befriend me and become a beer companion and drink them with me. Who's up for trades? Hint, hint. It's really good. It's delicious. 
Who wants to trade a CBS for one of these? <laughs> I'll even... I'll you know even. what? Being the fact that I didn't even like the CBS that much, so I don't know. <laughs> actually, I haven't drank mine yet. I know you haven't. I actually forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, yours is still sitting there. Just, I just sort of forgot about it, how which is kind of sad. How do you even settle for like a worldwide stout? Oh, Gage. Oh, oh going slumming. Oh, you, <laughs> you guys to settle for That's it. a pretty fair trade. I don't know. Oh, please. That six-pack of tired hands. Please yeah. don't. <laughs> what am I running? A charity? Uh, yeah, this beard, it's its not my jam. I'm sure it's for somebody, but I don't think it's for us. Hey, I don't think it's anybody at this table, that's for sure. Bubba, can you confirm that? I'm not loving it. It's not McDonald's. It's missing the mark for me, and I'm a, I'm a New England-style IPA fan, and it's really Oof. not doing any of that. Sorry, my dude. Mm, I would say it's probably a step up from granola and kale lunches, but... I don't know. You can at least dip that in a ranch. Ugh. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> All sorts of things. If you're eating a granola and kale lunch, you can't, you're not going to put it in a ranch, though? You could. <laughs> Just like you could mix ranch into this. Oh, it'll now we're talking. It can't get any worse. It'll blend. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Fucking grosso assholes. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break. Let's come back with segment two. We'll be back, and we'll have more on Can Arch. It's Can Art Fever on episode 78. First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPNATIONUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Check this out. There's a Seattle company called Devor that enables discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Devor gets the best independent beer from literally around the world. Denmark, New Zealand, Belgium, and of course everywhere in the U.S. The app is incredibly simple to use to get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door. And right now, anyone who signs up with the code HOPNATION can save $10 off their order of over $25. That's T-A-V-O-U-R dot com. Tavor. Welcome back, Hop Nation. It's episode 78 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. You want Sportsman? Do the Sportsman reference. All right. You want to go Sporty Ball or you want to go Sporty Driving? I couldn't care. Okay. Go uh, Sporty Ball, because we did Sporty Racing Man last week. Sporty Ball is Max Starks? Uh-huh. Bubba, back me up on that one. I don't Good know job. Max Starks is. <laughs> what do you play for the Stillers? Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> he was, was he de- was he defense or a tight end? No, he was definitely defense. Okay. Unless he was an offense. Okay. Not special teams and not a tight end. All right. I know that much. Okay. Oh, let's just go with Racing Man. That's Martin Truex Jr. There you go. Problem solved. Give <laughs> me that one. That Can one. confirm. That's an easy one, at least until the end of the season. What's happening at the end of the season? Uh, the, the team shutting down. Oh, really? Yeah. They're ceasing operations at the end of the year. Martin Truex Jr.'s team. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, considering he won the championship last year, and then one year later, the team is folding. That is uh, That's pretty bad. That's a far, fall from grace. Yeah. They got too big for their britches too quick. He's only been <laughs> chasing it for like 15 years. That's okay. Once champion, always champion. <laughs> He's no Jimmy Johnson. Oh, seven time. What's <laughs> deep? What do you want? Are you trying to talk about something interesting here? What do you think this podcast is about? I didn't mean to wake you. That's your line. <laughs> Moving on to our next beer. This one is coming from the Burial Beer Company out of Asheville, North Carolina. A hub for craft beer. It is. Yeah. 
and what Pittsburgh is aspiring to be. They won't ever be, though. You don't what? think so? What? No. I be it. It. <laughs> they don't have nearly enough mountains. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's right, because there are hills. <laughs> yes. No, it's Ames now. Stop derailing. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, the beer I'm bringing is the Tin Cup Camp Stout. Ooh. It's a 5% sessionable stout. It also has 50 IBUs, and it's made with counterculture coffee beans, which are local to the area. Very nice. Yeah. So this is a coffee stout. I I think it's meant to be kind of a, uh, a late night or, well, evening, just kind of cool down beer. I gotcha. don't know it's meant to be like a full on that's coffee. A com- that's a come down beer. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know if it's meant to be a full on coffee beer. But gotcha. They bring yeah. the coffee for the roastiness. Right. So we'll see Look how. Look at you. Smart. Wicked fucking <laughs> smart. <laughs> Look at the big brain on Baba. <laughs> So, since this uh, theme this week is all about uh, can art and all that, Mm -hmm. I picked this beer because pretty much all burial beers have awesome can art. Yes, that is true. Like, they all pretty much evoke uh, thoughts of uh, Baroness album cover. Mm -hmm. If you know, you know, if you listen to Baroness and you know album covers, I don't know if kids know that kind of shit anymore. Album covers? Yeah. (laughs) Kids shouldn't be drinking. Well, they shouldn't be drinking. I'm I'm just saying... Like, even people who are 21, they're pretty young. I don't know if they know album covers. I make a point to yeah. listen to albums all the way through, but I'm not 21, so... Right, but uh, no, no, but do you know, like, the artwork on them? Yeah, right. usually. Okay. Of, of bands I care about. Okay. okay, all right. All right, well, to your point, you know you know the albums. So, like, if you know the artwork, you kind of can identify, you know, which, which band's which. Mm-hmm. So, with Burial Beers, they're very obvious. All have kind of the same design. And that's because they work with one particular artist by the name of David Paul Seymour. Ah, okay. And so David Paul Seymour actually got his start designing t-shirts and albums for heavy bands that his friends were in. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. So that's why it looks like metal album covers on all the beer. (laughs) Because it basically is. Yeah. Uh, He he was actually discovered off of Instagram, though, by the brewers at uh, Burial. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're like, that's the look we want. That's our guy. (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. And then the... uh, very particular thing about all the beer cans is you'll notice each beer has kind of a front and back yes yeah they have two different images on the front and back is there a reason for that it's just kind of uh, a stylistic choice by the artist okay but every image has kind of a light side and then a dark side so the light side of this beer is kind of a deer head looming over a tin cup yeah, it will, with mushrooms and butterflies and you know trees growing around it. There's a lot of life and a lot of it, growth. It, I was gonna say, are we also going to include the blood on the horns, or is that is that the velvet coming off? No, that's just the velvet coming off. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. No, I'll appreciate that yeah. then. And then we flip to the back, and everything turns into Mad Max. <laughs> what the hell is going on? As it looks like uh, Joe Morton with uh, his skull mask is holding a spear with tin cups on it and he's surrounded by the ghosts of dead animals floating swirling around him <laughs> gnarly yeah and he's out in the desert so this represents the dark or the death side of everything okay and that's pretty much how every uh, piece of artwork comes comes from him it has a light and a dark side to it good deal yeah who'd you say the artist was david paul seymour okay he had a background of in architecture okay and then got tired of that and moved on to doing beer cans so More he is like too. the Storm Thurgensen to Burial, Who? as he is to Pink Floyd. 
the guy that did most of all Pink Floyd's album covers. I did oh, not know that. Storm wow. Thor- Thorngensen? I don't know. Thorngensen? Something Nordic? So, something very Nordic. <laughs> you're, you're Surprisingly enough, Bubba, you're actually the biggest Pink Floyd fl- fan at this table. Yeah. Gnarly. Bar none. Thanks, John Sr. Yeah, so shine on, you crazy diamond. <laughs> Stink. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. All right. So, so taking a look at this beer. Looking at the beer, it's a stout. It's a stout. It's a, a, a like half a scotch lighter than what I would expect. Yeah, again, it is a five percent. So mm-hmm. it is certainly not in a bis category. Uh, I would definitely call it a dark brown rather than a black. An SRM of thirty-five. Did you get that off the camp? No, oh, just, I guess the main. Okay, <laughs> all right. That's pretty low, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm a 35. Nah. I think it's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's got pretty decent lacing on the head, even though there isn't much to it. Correct. It didn't stick around very long. Yeah, but it still laces against against the glass pretty well. So mm-hmm. on the nose, get a little coffee there. Yep. Good and roasty. I get yeah. a lot of coffee. I can dig it. Yeah, I, I don't get as much. Not as much as off the uh, cold espresso from uh, Ellicottville from, from last, last week's. Week. Yeah. yeah, that one was straight up black coffee smelling. It was like punching you in the face. Yeah, but yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah, in a good way. Yeah, it kind of like rubbing coffee, your so. face. In it. <laughs> you know, like a coffee massage. It's like doing a line of coffee. Oof. Yeah, this this one smells a lot like smoother and more inviting. Yeah, okay. you can only do the line of coffee if you're in the, in the salt cave. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that. Duh. Let's taste this. Cool. Ooh, I like this. Cool. I like that. Yeah. This pleases me. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right, then. Well, we've gone from one uh, beer to one where we're Ooh. all pretty happy. Yeah. I can dig on it. Yeah. You know what? This is my first time having it, but you know, I'll just say I think it pretty much nails everything it was going for. It wanted to be a sessionable ale. Yes. A sessionable stout at that. And... I think that's what it is. It's really easy drinking. Mm-hmm. The coffee flavor isn't too heavy in any manner or form. I'm not disappointed the way, like, the cold espresso was kind of disappointing because it was punchy on the nose, but it wasn't as much on the taste. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the nose and the flavor are comparable to each other on this one. See, I would slightly agree with you on this one. I think that the flavor is a little more powerful than the nose on this. Okay. Yeah. I would agree. Especially on, on kind of the uh, the aftertaste. The aftertaste is definitely a roasty yeah, yeah. or a coffee taste. Yeah, yeah. There's, there, yeah. There's a real roasty back end to this. Oh yes, it's pleasant though. Yeah, but yeah, it's, not, it's not too bad. No, it, otherwise it's really smooth, and I definitely could put away a bunch of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You said this is uh, supposed to be sessionable, kind of end of the day. I could see sitting by a fire on a cool, crisp fall, fall night with this. Yeah. As, well, it is called a beer. camp stout. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, it, it fits that profile yeah. like, perfectly. Yeah, we yeah we've talked in the past about drinking smoky and coffee beers at, at a campfire so yep. yeah and it's turning into that time of year so yep. give it a couple of weeks and you can do that again i think we're all good with this one so we'll move on i don't know how much we can really say more about this like do you, <laughs> do you guys have anything more it's a good beer nope. good beer yeah it's a good beer it achieves what it wants to achieve and it's got really great can art so yeah yeah have at it good on burial i have not had a bad one from them yet I like burial. Send more burial. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even subliminal. That was just nope. liminal. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you join the navy. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I wanted to get more into uh, can artists okay. and kind of some of the stories about can artists. We already talked about the guy for uh, guy for burial, so I wanted to talk about two more. Okay. Uh, first, I wanted to talk about Keith Shore. 
Do you have any idea who he works for? No. Is he any relation to Eddie Shore? No. Old-time hockey? No. <laughs> Put on a foil coach. Piss on old-time hockey <laughs> and piss on Eddie Shore. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, no. All right, so Keith Shore, he is the artist for McKellar. Yeah, but he just draws fruit and repeats it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, th- this is definitely a, as we're kind of featuring three artists uh, in this segment, Burial is obviously the most complex. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very uh, elaborate. There's a lot of thought that goes into these can arts. McKellar is very simplistic and childlike. Yes. If you've looked at any of their cans. Hello, uh, my name is. Yeah, and most of them also feature just like... Uh, a guy, you know, just kind of a cartoon caricature with a guy with a bit of a dick nose. And a hat. And a hat. <laughs> and a hat. <laughs> dick nose and a hat. Yeah. But Keith, he, he got his start. He was a freelancer. Okay. So I appreciate this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he was a freelancer, and he was also a freelancer in Philly. So Oh, he's yeah. a Pennsylvania boy. Yeah, Pennsylvania boy. Right so on. despite McKellar being a, uh, uh, a gypsy brewery that also operates... You know, it operated mainly in Europe, but then mm-hmm. obviously it comes over here and they do all kinds of shit in America and we get a lot of strange things from them. Oh, yes. A lot more normal than the brother <laughs> evil twin. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A lot more tolerable stuff from <laughs> McKellar. <laughs> I do like McKellar a little bit more. Um, uh, but yeah, he, he got, Keith Shore got his start as a freelancer and he just designed some of their can art and then he just constantly badgered them. To do more cans. He's <laughs> like, you have any more work? You have any more work? And that's what you got to do as a freelancer. You just got to keep bugging them. Yeah. And being that they didn't have like a real sit down place to be or anything like that, they just kept giving them more work and just passing things along to him. And you, know, you can see the style that he's developed, you know, even though I, I think I think the art itself is childlike and like I'm not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. You can still definitely tell, oh, hey, McKellar Beer from like a mile away see and i think that's one of the things that is appreciable about it is that it is distinct mm-hmm. you know it that is kind of their trademark that are their calling card is that style on their cans absolutely so yeah whether you like it or not you can still just easily pick out a mckellar beer mm-hmm. and yeah. with other brands i'll say Stillwater. <laughs> it's kind of hard to distinguish Stillwater from some other up their ass pretentious beers. Wow. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Because their cans are so bland, they rarely feature any kind of actual, right? Uh, you know, whatever. I'm looking at you, Money Trees. Yeah, Money Trees, or I've seen a couple other ones. They don't have any distinguishing features about them. Right. Omnipolo is the same way. Mm-hmm. Although I do like Omnipolo beers. Sometimes I get tricked into picking up a can of still water because I think it's an unfoiled. <laughs> Foiled again. Yeah. Just continuing with uh, Keith's story, though. Uh, in 2013, he was made the full-time art director. So, nice. yes. Yeah. Okay. He, he turned that he turned that gig job mm-hmm. into a full-time job, which is every freelancer's pretty much dream, really. right? They got an office. Yeah. And a 40 hours. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, apparently, like his process. I guess if you look at some of the older cans. He actually painted some of the uh, can art mm-hmm. and then sent it on. But I guess now his process is so much volume that he can only just kind of sketch it and then throw it through Illustrator and then oh. <laughs> get it out. <laughs> but I guess some of the older cans featured like actual painting. Very that cool. He had done. 
The other guy I wanted to talk about is the much more famous and probably the most famous art design graphic. I don't want to call him a graphic designer at all. Okay. Like, that's the majority of can art producers or graphic designers. Can you call him a label maker? He's just an artist. I'm gonna, he, I'm he's a, just he's just an artist. I'm gonna stay with like label maker. Cartoonist? Uh, no, just an artist. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, he's not a label maker. <laughs> he's much more than a label maker. Okay, uh, we're talking about Ralph Steadman. Oh yeah. Oh, good old Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know you're giving the fucking shitty. Because I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I know you don't. I'm gonna tell you. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna take that shitty tone out of your <laughs> fucking voice. <laughs> Ralph Steadman is the he is the designer of the Flying Dog. Ah, okay. Labels. Uh, yes, 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 yes. But beyond that, he was originally the illustrator for a lot of Hunter S. Thompson uh, books and articles. Okay, I'm I now see the connection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Ralph Steadman was the illustrator of Hunter S. Thompson works like uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail. Uh, also for various articles that they wrote, like the uh, one where uh, Hunter went down to the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. and uh, things that went through Rolling Stone. On his own, Ralph Steadman also did illustrations for like uh, an edition of Alice in Wonderland, which is very trippy and <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. fits his style. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't seen a flying dog beer somehow. <laughs> And you don't, and you don't have any connection to Hunter S. Thompson at all. His art style is very frenetic. It that's is, an excellent word. Yeah, that's, for that. Yeah, yeah, frenetic is the first word that comes to mind, and then trippy is the second word that comes mm. to mind. It it looks like a hastily drawn acid trip. I I always think frantic. Yeah, which is close to frenetic. Yeah, close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they always remind me of kind of morbid. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of uh, almost frightening. Kind of like a fever dream kind of stuff? Yeah. Like I said, a hastily drawn acid trip. (laughs) Yeah, there is a nightmarish quality, and I think it's also tied to the fact that he uses a lot of harsh black lines to define a figure. Yes. But then fills it in with paint. So, yeah, that's why you get like that, uh, (laughs) that uh feeling from some of them. But, yeah, he, he's actually been designing labels for Flying Dogs since 1995. Wow. Yeah. Hell of a gig. Yeah. For a brief history lesson, the brewer and owner of Flying Dog, George uh, Stranahan, he was friends with Hunter S. Thompson for a long time, even to the point that he was, like, his landlord for a little bit. <laughs> and they were neighbors in Colorado. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So when George opened Flying Dog in Colorado back in 1990 hunter introduced ralph to george and that's when he began designing labels uh, in 1995 okay and one of the very first labels he designed was for the road dog porter mm-hmm. and they actually found themselves in an obscenity law case because of that <laughs> oh because ralph included the phrase good beer no shit huh. on the on the label <laughs> and then they just put it out that way nice yeah <laughs> Uh, they won the case against the uh, the Colorado Liquor Commission, so that's good for them. Very nice. Was was there any reason given why they won, or just they won? They just won. They okay. Just won. It's just like it was an obscenity. It, it, you know. Was that because it's beer and it's like it's not meant for children anyway? Right. Yeah, pretty well, much. There is that. Yeah. yeah, like you're not marketing the children. You're not doing anything that you know. And just saying the word shit isn't really obscene. Right. You know, it's not that obscene. I mean, that's kind of a progressive thing if you think back to 95, but yeah. <laughs> right. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Um, 
On the flip side, though, Ralph lost <laughs> a case in a way. Okay. Because he designed a label for a winery, and it was for a bottle of wine called the Cardinal Zin. Cardinal Sin. Yes, yes, yes. Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. We're there. Yeah. <laughs> but he his drawing was of a Catholic cardinal with devil horns, oh. you know, in that frenetic way. Yeah. Uh, that bottle was banned in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> you know you've made it. Right. When you're banned in Ohio. Right. Just some people off in Ohio. Yeah, exactly. A bunch of flatlanders. You, yeah, but you're going to miss them? You know, no. Well, kind of. The, we have some listenership there. Don't oh, sorry. <laughs> don't push too hard. <laughs> but yeah, they're still stupid enough that they're the ones that they had fights over uh, Duclaw's Sweet Baby Jesus being sold really? because it was called Sweet Baby Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No blasphemy in Ohio. Oh. <laughs> Dems the rules. How do you know it wasn't just mispronounced to Jesus? <laughs> no Mexicans in Ohio. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. You're not close enough to the Rio Grande. <laughs> well, those are my rules. I like Mexican people. I love them. I do. <laughs> Ohio. Mm. <laughs> After I just got said, done saying don't push too much about Ohio. <laughs> I just called him a bunch of racists, but oh well. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie do. Yep. Didn't mean to. According to Steve, everyone's a racist today. <laughs> That's right, number twelve. Everybody's a racist. You know, even though Hunter's gone, you know, George has main or George and uh, Ralph have maintained their relationship and right. continues the design labels. As a matter of fact, I just picked up two beers from Flying Dog today. Yeah. Uh, which have the same frenetic style on the label. Hint, hint, you might see one on the show soon. <laughs> Although I don't think those labels were very... <laughs> I don't know how much design went into it. But a little bit there. Still the... Uh, the same... It, it, still the logo. Correct. Still yeah, stylistic. Still, still logo. Yep. But if you are listening and uh, want to get into this kind of, kind of work, you can always hope that maybe possibly you get discovered or you can just apply for a graphic design job if you're looking to get rich in this field of work though uh don't bet on it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i did a little research into salaries for this apparently average graphic design salary is about fifty-two thousand. i mean you can live on that yeah uh label designers though at uh, Oscar Blues and Sam Adams pay around 36 to 44 respectively. You can so still live on that. It, you can, mm, you I can, don't know. You can <laughs> live on that. You can live on that, yeah. It's, it's not, not just great. living on it. It's There's probably only a couple hundred of them right. Yeah. R- right. in the U.S. So, like, yeah. the field is just so well, narrow. Again, I, d- I mentioned Oscar Blues and Sam Adams, two of the larger. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what you get for larger. Yeah. Do you want to know what you get for smaller? <laughs> Yes. So I went on to my freelancer network and I just decided, hey, I, I, I don't look for these jobs, but I went looking for beer label design jobs. And I found one from the Trade 7 Brewing Company out of Sacramento, California. Okay. They were looking for a little bit of design work done for them for some of their beer labels. That's a decently expensive place to live, too. Yeah. Well, that's why they're on the freelancer network i'm on looking to outsource work right oh okay <laughs> they're not looking to pay a sacramento yeah, they're looking, artist they're looking for omaha rates yeah they're you live looking in north for, dakota well i don't even know if they're looking for omaha rates they i think they might have been looking for india rates Ooh, okay I, it is a global network i'm on uh you want to guess how much they were paying a label per label yeah per label per design pretty much yeah i'll say 100 bucks so design a design will probably take only like 20 hours to make um, Maybe a little more. Well, uh, okay, for reference, uh, the guy from Burial says it takes his labels about a week for him to do. About 40 be hours? Ha- yeah, be happy with. 
So yeah, twenty to forty is probably a good estimate. So they probably about two hundred fifty bucks. Well, Adam was spot on with a hundred bucks of label. Boom! <laughs> wow! Boom! Yeah, they were looking to steal and get away with some yep. shit. <laughs> That's not very good. No, it wasn't. Not at all. You're not going <laughs> to live in Sacramento on those rates. No, you're not. Yeah, exactly. You're not living on Sacramento. <laughs> unless you're you, anywhere. Unless your style is Desperation 6th grader. Right. <laughs> unless your style is the guy from McKellar, but quicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a little bit drunker. Yeah, quicker and drunker. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's a, you know, if you're into it, you know, if you have friends in the brewery game, maybe they'll let you design something. Or, yeah. you know, you can always... If you're a brewer yourself, you can always turn to Instagram, and I'm sure you'll find some willing participants. Oh, yes. So, speaking of willing participants, I'm going to talk about this beer, this burial tin cup camp stout. I like it. I like this artwork a lot. I like this beer. I like everything about it. I'm willing to participate in a campfire that features this beer. Yes. Not necessarily that deer that's uh, shedding its velvet. Yeah, well, I mean, everything on the can is a bit of a nightmare. Right. But if you're into heavy metal, it's cool. It's, you know, day one shit. (laughs) I could stare at this can and just keep drinking out of it, finding a bunch of other little details that are buried throughout the design. I mean... Ah, very nice. Uh Aha. There's just so many little little things going on with both sides Mm -hmm. of the can that are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing I... That's the other thing I do like about these burial beers. They have a story for the beer. And then they have the two different art designs. So if you're an antisocial person, you can feel free to look at the can for a long time. You'll get a lot of enjoyment out of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like a highlights magazine for (laughs) metalheads. Nice. All right. uh, What do you guys say we take a quick break? Yes. Come back for segment three. I'm down. Where we talk a little bit about uh, label making. Okie doke. Bye. What is up, Hop Nation? This is Jason Sircone of BreakingBrews.com, also of the Over a Couple of Beers podcast that is soon to be coming out of retirement. You can catch up on old episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, and follow OACOB podcast on social media. Looking forward to wrapping with you guys on the podcast waves very soon. Today, I am here to talk to you about Pittsburgh Libations Week. That's right, the inaugural Pittsburgh Libations Week is coming your way starting Friday night, October 12th, and we are getting the party started in grand fashion with a kickoff bash taking place at Nova Place in the north side. Nova Place was home to Fresh Fest, as well as the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild Brewery Guide launch. So we're looking forward to bringing another great event to that venue, and we are going to be showcasing all sorts of beer, spirits, mead, ciders, all types of fermented beverages will be on hand at this event. You do not want to miss it. So to get your tickets, all you need to do is jump over to universe.com slash PLW kickoff bash. That's universe.com slash PLW kickoff bash. You're going to get a good idea of everybody who is joining the party, who's going to be pouring samples for you guys, and you can grab your tickets to be part of the event that's starting it all. Once that event concludes, the rest of the week is going to be filled with all sorts of great events. We've got a golf scramble plan. We've got a whiskey dinner. We've got whiskey and beer symposiums on the schedule, an axe throwing tournament, and a lot of our great sponsors that are making Pittsburgh Libations Week possible have got some really cool events lined up. 
So check out the event calendar on our website at www.pittsburghlibationsweek.com. And you can also follow Pittsburgh Libations Week on social media. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily information and all kinds of fun stuff. So we'll be wrapping with you guys leading up to and all the way through the inaugural Pittsburgh Libations Week. We can't wait for you guys to join us. Check out the kickoff bash page once again, universe.com slash PLW kickoff bash. We look forward to partying with you guys October 12th through October 20th. Welcome back. It's segment three of episode 78 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. And we're back with some of our favorite can art beers. We've gone through Two Roads and Burial, and now Adam has a third beer to present to us with a cool can art. Yes, that is very true. Uh, I am coming at you from the good town of Athens, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Obviously the home of the B-52s. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. I think everybody in the world knew that. And R.E.M. Really? Yeah. We are going to be having the Hopsecutioner from Terrapin. This is an interesting pick from you, Adam. It is. It is. Uh, because we are supposed to be picking beers based on the can art. Mm-hmm. I like this can art. I think it's one of my favorite pieces. I've just never had it because I know what the beer is supposed to be like. Fair enough. Because it is called the Hopsecutioner. Yeah, anything that uh, says hop and then pairs it with violence in any sort of way is probably going to be a bit rough. Right. Not my jam. Not my jam. But uh, obviously with the can art... Uh, with Terrapin, you have to have turtles involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, not ninja, but regular. So this one shows a, uh, a medieval turtle in his... Actually, he kind of looks like a monk. Okay. He's in his monk robes. He's uh, an executioner. What's that? He's in executioner robes. Executioner robes are black. These are brown. Okay. Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Everybody knows that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think a monk would be killing anybody. I mean, I think... I th- I think Bubba might just be right on this, though, because, like, the can's black, and they probably just made him brown to stand out. (laughs) See, I think you're all just blowing right past the part that it's a bipedal turtle in clothing right now that we're talking about. You know, that's fine. (laughs) I think is is what we're talking about. So, obviously, uh, since it is an executioner, or a hopsecutioner in this case, he has to have a guillotine, and he has one, and he is executing hops. And I'll be perfectly honest, I can get behind that. (laughs) Killing him. This is is Adam's power fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) If I could kill all the hops in the world, I would. (laughs) Fuggle them. (laughs) Living that fug life. Seeing as we are having all sorts of hops in this, there are six types of hops. Okay. Giving you 71 IBUs, I'll rattle them off for you. You've got Amarillo, Cascade, Centennial, Warrior, Chinook, and Simcoe. Interesting fact about Simcoe, it's trademarked. Okay. I had no idea. Oh, all right. I never really cared to find out. Who owns the patent on Simcoe? Uh, I believe it trademark or is uh, the Select Botanicals Group. Oh. There you go. Okay. So just a group of horticulturists yes. got together. They grew their own hops, and now they're going to take over the world. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they basically produce Simcoe all by themselves, and I nobody guess. else is allowed to? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I didn't get into it that much. Or pay royalties. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, it sounds like it's something they developed to help pay for the rest of their flower growing. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. <laughs> their bullshit. Yeah, right. exactly. I didn't want to say bullshit, but yeah, they probably just grow a bunch of flowers and shit nobody wants to buy but they had to fund it some way that's fine okay so be it that's my guess about it so i'm gonna serve this up to you guys yeah crack it open 
Isn't there also a one of those boards where your head and arms are through? Capillary. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. A capillary. No, not a capillary. A pillory. Uh, no, that's just a mispronunciation of capillary. <laughs> a capybara? <laughs> you dunce. You put the little hop arms through the hole? Or the yes. little hop head? I, I like to think that it's, uh, I want to think it's the space dust hop head. Okay. It's got the little arms that's going... By a lesion? Yes. Oh, I get the... Which is uh, a cool another can art. It is. It is. Speaking of can art. The, uh, the turtle... He, he does have his black executioner hood. You know, he, he does. Uh, he's also holding a mash paddle. Yes. Instead of like a scythe or anything like that. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's a mash paddle. Mm-hmm. Get on our level. I thought that was just a fucked up fork. Or a pitchfork. <laughs> I thought it was a bent-in fork. <laughs> he, just, he beat someone so hard with that pitchfork and bent backwards. Bubba, your suburbanite is showing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about this beer, I guess. This looks like a fantastic representation of a West Coast IPA. It's mighty clear. Yes. Uh, it's it it's almost painfully clear. Yes. It's but a, it still has a good color to it. Yeah, it's a deep gold. Mm-hmm. I like the look on this beer. It's got a nice kind of fluffy head to it. It's well carbonated. Yeah. Your guys hung around. Mine kind of dissipated. Well, Sorry, my dude. That's cool. Stop fi- sticking your fingers in it. <laughs> Life advice. There's a lot of alphas listed in the hops you you mentioned. Mm-hmm. High alphas. It is the hop executioner. It it smells like if you open a pouch of hops while you're homebrewing and stick yeah. your nose in it. Yeah, right. Like it's not the hops a jaywalking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, executioning. An executioner is not executioning. <laughs> the act of executing someone is not a crime. Well, neither is getting. Is. Neither is the jaywalking ticket. Yeah, oh. it's 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 just kind of the punishment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's the punishment. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, not the hops the community service. <laughs> the hops, the hops that try hard bicycle cop. <laughs> Aww. All right, let's get to this beer. Let's let's drink it. You're not excited about this, are you? No. That is a medley of hops. That's a goodness. It's not, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's not as pucker your tongue, punchy in the teeth. No, it's a lot maltier than I expected it to yeah. be. Yeah. This, this, is, this is a beer I have actively avoided. Because it was scary. <laughs> it's a big scary beer. It's a scary, it scary beer. <laughs> it had 70 IBUs and came in a black can and it said hop executioner. I mean, right. of course that's terrifying for somebody like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you showed me a can of just like hay bales and it said, <laughs> <laughs> it said farmhouse... <laughs> I would be like, oh, mm, no thanks. Nope, going the other way. <laughs> yeah. Hay bales and horse shit. Right. Hay bales and horse shit with like a lemon with puckered up, te- you know, <laughs> a lemon puckering up. I would be pretty, uh, you know, adverse to that one. Not your jam. <laughs> no. I'd be like, oh, it's a sour farmhouse. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> so it's. It, I'm glad that you're talking about uh, how you're going to design the, the can art for your... Your demise, uh-huh. your demise beer, because that's what we're going to do in segment three is we're going to talk about can art. We are going to create our own can art. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to hark back to last week's episode. Last week, we uh, we talked about the chicken milk stout from another wolf cop. Yes. That's so, a very fine movie. You should check it out, Bubba. Hint, hint. I will. It's on my list. Good. Okay. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to take that to uh, to the next level. We're going mass market. And what we're going to do is we're going to design some can art. 
as obviously we would because that's the theme for this episode, mm-hmm. for an upcoming movie. Uh, our task is we have to design can art uh, to help market the movie coming out October 5th, Venom. This is a, a big a big mass market appeal, so you know they're going to have product tie-in with everything. Yes, <laughs> everything. They're so going to hit you with some product placement. Yes. So mm-hmm. if they came to us with a beer, how would we market the can? I, th- I think, though, we can probably guess. We don't have to, like, do a recipe for this, but nah. I think we can guess that it would be a stout. That I the, think so. <laughs> yeah, I would think the yeah. Venom movie's going to put a stout out. Right. So I'd like to think – I'm going to twist it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think that it's going to be, uh, like, a a sour okay. stout. Okay. I think somebody's going to try to develop a sour stout. That way it has a venomous feel to it. Okay. I uh, I would definitely think that would be poison to me. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> sounds we, awful. Yeah, uh, a couple episodes back, I don't know how many, but we had the uh, beer from Brewery Vivant that was that sour cherry yes. stout. Yes. Yeah. So that style. Yeah. So that style beer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How would we market this? Well, like you said, the first things first. It's got to be black. Yeah. Yeah, the, well, I mean, the beer will be black. The can should probably be black and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it should be rather monochromatic. Hmm. I see. I don't know. I don't know if you want to go monochromatic. I don't. I don't think it has to be full monochromatic because it could be Venom fighting somebody. True. And have more color and bring True. Some of that vibrance of the Marvel world into it. I think what you want to do is you want to maybe even tap into the old '90s and '80s comics. Mm-hmm. Because you're marketing to basically us. Right. Millennials. <laughs> so, so, and more specifically me, <laughs> being that, one, I grew up with all those comics. Right. And two, I was, I'm was i also a big Venom fan. Okay. So, I, I think the best way to get me to buy this beer. Okay. <laughs> Aside from it being a stout. Right. Although now I know it's a sour stout, I might not. Mm-hmm. I'd still, I'll still buy it anyway, though. You, you got to sell it. them on it. Yeah. If you want to sell me on this, though, you got to jump back to the old uh, 90s Todd McFarlane style. Okay. Yeah. When Todd McFarlane was drawing for uh, for Marvel. That's he, where it was at. Yeah. So as Bubba slyly pulls out his phone to trigger <laughs> the Google and trying to figure out who this Todd McFarlane is. <laughs> I, I am not a comic book fan. <laughs> try, to, try to figure out exactly what I'm talking about. The, I used the to style- beat up nerds like you. <laughs> You'd wow. never beat up nerds like me. <laughs> <laughs> Does this hurt yet? My wrath. <laughs> You'll feel my wrath. <laughs> I'll bring you down. Is he related to Seth? No, no. absolutely not. Keep chopping down that tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the style itself, though, was very much... It, Venom was almost always cut in half. Mm-hmm. So he always had like a real... Like the perfect black side. And then, like, the lighting was represented by a more blue, bluish hue. Okay. So, like, if you kind of get the can to mimic that in a yeah. way. Yeah. So, we're going with can rather than bottle? I feel that's a little more appropriate. Yeah, I think a can's more appropriate, yeah. yeah. Because what the... What you get way more art on a exactly. can. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Here's my thought. Mm-hmm. Is I like the idea, because obviously with Venom, his, his, his maw yeah. is going to be very, very large. Right. So, I like to think that he's going to be coming up from the bottom of the can... Like kind of, Jaws? Yeah. Yeah. Like, all you have is that giant okay. maw coming up, just the, the Jaws. Yeah. And, and, you like, you see the back of his eyes, or his eyes on the bottom of the can, and you have the Jaws towards the top. Yeah. 
it, you know, with all of his rows of teeth and things like that. Almost like he's swallowing the can. Yeah. And then the coup de gras, the pull tab, is pink for his tongue. Okay. That's my idea. Okay. That's where I'm going with. You'd have to tie in the tongue all the way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wrapping yeah. around something. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not terrible. Damn right. I would also say. <laughs> you got not terrible. <laughs> not terrible. Well, I would C just, plus. Yeah. I would also add to it, though, maybe you uh, you say the pull tab is like pink and like maybe you paint it in such a way that, you know, the tongue comes up. Yeah. And then it goes down, but then like underneath the pull tab area, it could be kind of green because he's always known for having like that green slime that's always kind of yep. dripping out of his. I like that. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, it definitely would stand out because then that way when you're looking down, if it's in a sixer or a cooler, mm-hmm. you look down and you go, "Oh, that's that venom shit." Yeah, 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 exactly. So it gets you from all angles. Yeah, because now he's known as a Spider-Man villain, mm-hmm. but this movie is completely separate. From Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay. So I think, unfortunately, you have to leave off all Spider-Man references. Yeah. Unless you want to go back to the mid-90s. Unless you go back to the mid-90s. And again, maybe there's different marketing that you can pull off with this. Right. Because you could go for the nude. You can go for the retro. Yeah. You know, perhaps it's a series of three cans. It could be a series of three cans. Or what I was going to say is stick with the the Jaws theme of it. Mm -hmm. And you can put, like... A Spider-Man character, but not Spider-Man. He could be like, like Ops, or you said this is a sour. Mm-hmm. He could be like the you know Spider Cherry or whatever it is. Spider Cherry. Yeah, whatever, okay. whatever, the, whatever the fruit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's start. Let's stick with Cherry. Yeah. Yeah, because that's easy because it's red. Yeah. Could you could be put some spi- black stripes on yeah. it and you call it Spider-Man. Could cherry. Be sp- <laughs> Spider-Man Cherry. Spider-Man Cherry. <laughs> or it could be a lime. I think. I think. I think a lime. Okay. Yeah. Simply because we had that uh, when we went to the PA Brewers Fest, we had that we had that lime black IPA, Mm -hmm. and that was really good. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I almost maybe want to say the venom beer should be the lime black IPA. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because again, I'm thinking about yeah, limes are green and venom's like black and green. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Beer style has changed. It's now a hoppy (laughs) black IPA with lime. (laughs) Try to keep up, Bubba. I mean, that's cool because because venom's kind of an in your face villain, so. Yes. Black IPA is kind of like a more in-your-face style. Okay, there you go. Style He's an in-your-face anti-hero. You have to get these things right. Sorry. <laughs> Not a villain anti-hero. He's like the Punisher, but with alien costumes. Is it a costume? Yeah, yes. Eddie Brock wears the symbiote costume. Okay. Yeah, which was originally Spider-Man's costume when his suit was damaged during Secret Wars which was a battle between heroes and villains on a different planet. And then in Secret Wars number eight, he found a machine that he thought was repairing his costume, but it was actually uh, harboring the symbiote, and it attached itself to Spider-Man. And then he got the costume. Duh. Well, I always thought Venom was just Spider-Man that got changed again into a villain. That is you remembering Spider-Man 3. The one that wasn't Sam Raimi. That was a pretty awful movie. <laughs> no, that was Sam Raimi. Oh, he did do the third one. That's yeah, right. Yeah, no, Sam That's Raimi right. still okay. did the third one. I thought he quit one. after the second one. No, he did the third one. Maybe he, he just kind of raged out in the third one. He kind of raged out on the third one because he didn't like Ven- he doesn't like Venom as a character. Well, they wedged him in anyways. Yeah, well, they wedged him in because everybody in the fucking world loves Venom. Right. Obviously to the point that they're going to try to make a movie without Spider-Man. Yeah. So that's how you get emo Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dancing yeah. down the street, shooting his finger guns. Chow chow. 
Ciao, ladies. What's up? Aww. It's your boy Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I remember that movie. <laughs> Pretty, that's that's what you get out of that movie. Yeah, so. so yeah, it's a black IPA with lime. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got my can art down. Okay, now it's down to you two. All right, I'm gonna design a carnage can art. <laughs> okay, it's the same thing, but red and black. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Ha-ha. <laughs> Bubba, what's your cop-out answer? <laughs> I'm going to make an anti-carnage can. It's going to be the same thing as Steve, except for black and green. With Bubba, pink. let me help you on this. <laughs> there is no thing as anti-carnage, but there is anti-venom. Oh, anti-venom. And anti-venom is basically, he's a, he's a, a, a palette switch. So everything that's black is white, and everything that's white is black. So you do that, and then you make it a white stout. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that and make it a white <laughs> No, repeat that back to me, what that was, Bubba. All right, so we're going to we're gonna do – my can is going to be an anti-venom can. Oh, okay, all right. It's going to be a palette switch of yours and become a white stout. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so what's black is white and what's white is black. Yes. Nice. I think obviously – I would spend a lot more time designing a Cornage beer <laughs> if I was given free reign to design uh, Marvel-based beers. Okay. That's Is that a, a thing? It's not, and it's a job I want. We should write th- to... Yeah. Disney. Disney. We have to write to Disney. Okay. But not, but not Michael Eisner. No, absolutely not Michael yeah. That's not who's... He's not in charge. That's why I said not him. <laughs> it's just a rich man somewhere he hanging used out. To, he used to be in charge. Yeah. No, I, I we have to write to Disney, and then they have to write to Sony because Sony owns the movie rights to Spider Man. Correct. But I don't know if that goes to beer rights. Oh, I don't know how that goes. That's not my bag, man. But yeah, I'll totally design and brew Marvel flavored beers. Nice. Yeah, that'd be a big market. It would be That'd be a huge market. It'd be a huge market. You kidding yeah. me? <laughs> Who doesn't want like a spruce flavored uh, lager from Wolverine? Because he's a good Canadian boy. That's right. You got it. <laughs> it's like maple syrup. Yeah. Maple syrup and spruce tips. Boom. Nailed it. Got it. We're getting blank checks. <laughs> Just wait any amount that you want. <laughs> we will take this idea. The Hulk will probably be some sour or something. I don't know. Yeah. But with like 200 IBUs. Okay. Because it's the strongest in the world. That makes sense to me. But more IBUs than that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hawkeye will just be just relabeled solid gold. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's fine. But nobody it's really right. looks forward to it. Yeah. It's like, eh, Hawkeye's here too. <laughs> Hawkeye is definitely a pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be Captain America, just a logger. Captain America, you know... No, no. Come on, good old American lager. No, I disagree. Captain America would be water. <laughs> <laughs> they would just change Budweiser cans. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's all oh, it would shit be. Out of here. I'm try- I was trying to think because Captain America is like, you know, he's a good old American boy, so I don't want to represent him with a German style beer. No, certainly not. Certainly not because he kind of took care of that in the first movie yeah. where he fought the Germans. Right, exactly. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's why I want to just say water. Captain America doesn't drink. Every, every Marvel theme bar, that obviously that's what's going to happen. They're just going to mm-hmm. open a number of bars yeah. to serve these themed beers. So yeah, everyone would just have Captain America with a reminder: Hey, kids, drink some water. 
We need you to drink more water. That's right. <laughs> I like where this is going. So there you go. I think we got ourselves some winners. Yes. Sony Marketing Department, get at us. We'll help you sell this shitty movie. <laughs> is it going to be shitty? It's, it looks pretty shitty. Oh, that's, oh, that's a bummer. It looks like it's like uh, made in like late two thousand because it has because it has like uh, that underworld. Uh, you ever see those movies with the vampires and the werewolves? I am familiar yeah. with them. Yes, and how everything was just black and blue. Gotcha. And like drab and like ugh. and really shitty CGI. Yeah, that too. It has like shitty CGI as well. And it's PG thirteen. That's stupid. Anybody who makes like a a Venom and Carnage movie, it should be like R. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> just bottom line. Be. Just should be. Yeah. All right. What do you say we get back to this Terrapin Hopsecutioner? I'm about it, Bubba. I'm about it, Adam. That's eh, all right. It's not my bag. Okay. Not my bag. But everybody knew that going in. I mean, come on. We're not breaking new ground with that information. Yeah. I mean, it's it's certainly less hoppy than I expected it to be. Less uh pungent hoppy it's a it's a healthy dose Mm -hmm. i feel like they threw a lot of different hops in there but didn't overdo it on any hops so they just killed a lot of individual ones but not a lot of (laughs) one okay then yeah i agree with you on that bubba they really didn't overdo it with anything and it is surprisingly smoother than you would think like there's not a huge resinous back end on it but it has like a lot of hop flavor going through it overall it's a really good beer Still not better than that Fulton 300, but <laughs> that, that that beer is now the baseline for all, like, hot beers for me now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This is a good representation of a West Coast IPA, but it's not better than that one. And that's strange because it came from Michigan, <laughs> or Minnesota. That's right. It came from Minnesota. Don't you know? Land of yeah. 10,000 lakes. Yeah, I better get that right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> so, I, I think for tonight's podium, I think we're going to have to go for a twofer. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to have to do it twice. Number one on the beers, Mm -hmm. as we usually do. Right. And also, I think we're going to have to rate the can art as well. I think that is apropos for this episode. Uh, So, Bubba, I'm going to let you go first, unless you don't want to, and I'll let Steve go first. I can go first. Okay. Do we want to do, do I want to do both podiums at the same time? Yes. Okay. We'll do one and then the other. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to start with the flavor of the beers and what I liked through each one. Uh as far as uh, beer style goes and tastes and colors and seas, uh, was the typecast. That really was not a great beer. They try to do too much, I think, with the different polarizing styles, and it, it was funky all the way through. <laughs> uh, silver, I'm going to go with the Hopsecutioner. I really like this beer. I really like the style, but it was second to that burial beer was, was just smooth, delicious, roasty pretty much great all the way through now on to can art they are probably going to go the same order uh i'm going to start with the typecast it's a little more simple cartoony cool appealing to the eye the more you look at it the less detail you really have in it compared to the other two the terrapin has has a cool amount of detail and and it's got a cooler theme to it i think because dark is cool (laughs) (laughs) hippie lame bullshit uh but again, it, it's got a lot of those like characteristics, uh, like the mash paddle, the the different uh, guillotine, the 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 capillary, the pillory, <laughs> the pillory, <laughs> the not pillory, ca- not the capillary, pillory, starting with a P. Stop making me say hard P's into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> the pillory. Uh, it it tied in a lot of like cool little 
little aspects that pulled in the style of beer, the name of the beer, and the brewery in itself being Terrapin, and uh, they put turtles on everything. But Darn right. I like turtles. Uh, and then the burial just had so much cool stuff going on with it. Front and back, there's details on both sides. That you, again, you could just look at this can all day. And it's visually appealing, too. I mean, it's good art. That's how I would uh, gold, silver, bronze. Right on. That is a solid review, Bubba. Uh, so we'll kick it over to Steve. Good uh, work, number 12. Yes. yes. <laughs> well done. We'll put in a good word for you. You might be able to walk the dog yeah. next week. Hope, hopefully the uh, the other clones are listening and they'll uh, vote you clone of the month or whatever it is. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. You get a biscuit. <laughs> Just uh, get a basket. A Bubba biscuit. Bubba biscuits. <laughs> Another note. On uh, on the cans, I noticed that the burial and typecast are a wrap on the can, mm-hmm. and that terrapin's actually printed on. Mm-hmm. Yes, just uh, that's old school. Yeah, I, I that's probably because terrapin can afford to print on two cans, right? And uh, burial and two roads, they are newer beers. Also, I don't know how that typecast is probably just like a one-off thing. So, why do you want to? <laughs> it's a one-off, but uh, it's worth noting that. Lawson has two roads do all their cans. Okay. Lawson doesn't have the ability to can. Right. So they probably were like, hey, we want a can of beer. And two roads was like, no, now you have to make a beer with us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you can with us, but you have to make a beer with us. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the Fine. two breweries work often together because of mm-hmm. that. That makes sense. And that happens a lot around Pittsburgh where people share canning equipment mm-hmm. with like the mobile lines and stuff. Yep. All right, so for my rankings on this, I'm going to try to do them both at the same time in a way. Uh, Bronze in the beer category, I'm going to give to the typecast. For all the reasons we've said before, it is not great for me. It may be, there might be somebody out there who loves this beer, but I do not. (laughs) It it is earthy and flat, and yeah, like I said, it tastes like a resinous dirt clod. (laughs) It's not in my bag, not into it. But bronze for the can art, I'm actually going to give to the Terrapin because it the Terrapin only has like the one image. Yeah, it's on theme, it's on brand, it's got the turtle, but it also is just a small image. Mm. Like it, it doesn't seem like a big announcing itself artwork. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, I know it's a smaller can too, but the image itself doesn't wrap all the way around. The typecast creates a scene. You know, it has the two guys on stage. It has the curtains that wrap all the way around. It has the playbill with the information on it. It has the crowd that goes all the way around the stage. You know, it sets it sets a scene for it. Mm. It sets a scene for a beer that you're excited to drink, and then it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, boo, as you should with every play. <laughs> art is dead. Yeah, art is dead. Boo. <laughs> um. Silver for the beer, though, I'm going to give to the Hopsecutioner. You know, it's a pretty good IPA. There's nothing, like, wrong with it. It's been around for a while. If you haven't had it, unlike Adam, (laughs) you know. But it'll constantly come in as one of the, you know, better-ranked IPAs out there. It's just a good beer. And it's a good IPA. Silver for the can, though, I'm going to give to the Typecast, because, like I said, it does set that scene. The art is a little more... I don't know. It's eye-catching. It's a lot more eye-catching. The Terrapin can, it could be turned the other way, and all you would see is just black and information. <laughs> you, know? you wouldn't see the turtle or anything. You wouldn't know what you're looking at, and it probably wouldn't draw everybody in. Typecast, it, it seems fun 
and it seems like it would draw granola people in to to drink it. <laughs> but it's double gold goes to the burial. <laughs> That's just fact. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's 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 a fantastic beer. It's sessionable as it wants to be. It's not overwrought with coffee flavor because it's not trying to be, but it's still there. You can still smell it. You can still taste it. It's good coffee. It's not like shitty coffee. <laughs> and uh Everything that Bubba said about the can art, it is, it's interesting. It's engaging. Like you want to sit there and you want to try to pick out all the little details and all the little things that, you know, float around in the scenes. And you try to get that sense of like, why, like I said at the beginning of segment two, you know, the, the artist purposely makes a light scene and a dark scene. In this case, you have a camp that's, you know, a normal style camp. In which you think of like deer and trees and butterflies and, you know, campfire. And then the dark side is, you know, the Mad Max style. I got to camp in the desert and stab lizards with a spear (laughs) (laughs) to survive. So, you know, you you get both sides of that. And that's why it's gold for me. It's it's great. It also reminds me of Baroness. (laughs) Okay. All right. So for me, uh, I am going to start off with the beers and then I'll go through the artwork. Beers. Uh, I'm sorry, but the the curtain jerker here from Two Roads, the uh, the typecast. I'm sorry, you're going in the bronze medal position, like Steve said. I'm sure there is somebody out there that likes this beer. It is simply not me. Uh, not a big fan. Just not a big fan. I didn't like it to the point that it's going in the bronze medal position behind a beer called the Hopsecutioner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the typecast is still technically also an IPA. True, so. <laughs> true. So, so it's you know the lesser of two evils for you this week, <laughs> right? Exactly. But I'll, I'll put the Hopsecutioner in the silver medal position. Uh, yes, there is a little more balance there than I was expecting. It did have some maltiness that I, I okay, all right, I could appreciate that. But it's still a, a West Coast IPA. Uh, other people enjoy it. Those other people are not me. That leaves us with the burial, the tin cup camp stout. Everybody else has been given its praises, so I don't have to do the same. It, I, I agree with all of it. Good beer, good drinker, check plus, gold medal. Moving on to the artwork. Uh, this is where things get a little more difficult. I don't think there was a bad one in the bunch tonight. I think they all had pretty good artwork. I am going to put the typecast back in the bronze medal position not bad i don't know it just didn't do much for me yes i agree with what steve is doing was where it kind of sets a scene yes uh yes i know it's it's literally setting a scene because it's (laughs) well yeah it's also literally because it's all theater (laughs) theme but yeah but i don't know it just doesn't do anything for me uh the hopsecutioner yes it's on brand uh yes it's a good image Uh, i like it I think it's a a fun way to show murder. (laughs) (laughs) It's not murder. It's murder. It's it's lawful killing. (laughs) It's murder. It's advanced harvesting. (laughs) (laughs) So let's be whimsical with it. Yeah. You know, let's let's give the turtle a mash paddle. (laughs) There's a lot more graphic ways they could have depicted it. Correct. Correct. (laughs) So I'll put that in the silver medal position. But burial is just a... hmm, They're bringing the ruckus. Both in the can and on the can. Uh, once again, they the intricacy on this artwork is fantastic. They have the light, they have the dark. It's interesting, it's eye catching, and not only that, you keep looking at it. You keep looking at the details. It not it's not just a one and done. 
there's more stuff that keeps popping up. There's interesting, you know, little nuances that you you pick up the third time you looked at it. And that's what I like about it is it's it's thought provoking. You look at it, you look for more. You know, it it is entertaining as well. So that's why the Burial Beer Company Tin Cup Camp Stout is going in the gold medal position both ways and i think that's pretty much a, a, a double win yeah i think for so. everybody yeah yeah unanimous <laughs> unanimous uh burial is a former gold medal winner i believe yes so with uh, the griddle stout so their streak continues yeah streak continues also i'll make a final note about them they actually have a farmhouse ale that i really like really yeah it was the first beer i had from them and i just simply bought it because of the can art Okay. Again, this this ties all the way back to the original way I started drinking burial is I found a beer and the can art was so much like a Baroness album. Again, I, I keep saying it, but that's the best equivalent I can come up with. Okay. But it was so much like a Baroness album, I was like, you know what, the hell with it. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it <laughs> even though it's a farmhouse sale. Just because I also wanted to try a beer from Asheville. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to see what a beer like from there is like. And the I believe it's called the Blade and Sheath. Okay. And it is killer. I don't like farmhouse sales, but it is really good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's the last I'll say about that. Okay. What else do you have to say? If you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, just search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher, Podbean, Google Music Play, and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. And that's a damn shame, Bubba. A Write a letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To my local congressman. Yeah. Or anybody. I don't know. Just tell somebody. Yeah. Should it be angry or just a letter? Stern. Stern. Yeah. Stern, I'm but firm. fair. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Firm. Firm wording. That's right. You know what else you can do, Bubba? What else can I do? You can tell your friends to listen to the Hot Nation USA podcast because that's another way we grow the show. All 11 of them. All 11 of them. That's (laughs) fine. Every other clone that you have. Okay. Get them on. Pump those numbers up. (laughs) And you can email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. And uh, you can just visit the website, hopnationusa.com. I recommend it. I recommend it, too. You can go check out the chicken milk stout recipe from last week and you can check out the fantasy fridge from two weeks ago featuring Bubba's picks and our picks as well. True. Admittedly, it had been a while since I've been on the website and I was tinkering around on it the other day and I uh, took that sports beer quiz. Oh yeah. The The Belgian sports quiz. Awful. I did awful. (laughs) But there's a lot of other cool stuff on there. That's why you're a guest host and not a regular host. (laughs) Because if you got all of them, you would just be a regular host. (laughs) If you got it right, yeah, that's the test. Should have had more of me Googling it. Yeah. (laughs) If you get 10 out of 10, you get to be a regular host. (laughs) No, no, don't say that. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Whoops. All right. Well, I think we all had a good time tonight and either two good beers. (laughs) So is this, this is the third two roads beers we've had this is the third you had and uh i think every single one has ended up in bronze um is that enough to be its burial no uh (laughs) uh, one i don't think everyone's wound up in bronze because i actually think i put the the jam 
I think I put that in silver yeah, at least. I thought, yeah, I yeah. think we both put the Raspberry Jam in silver. I, I, can't, I can't remember what it went up against. But. Yeah. but no, Two Roads is still, like, even though we don't love them, they still seem like really nice people, so I'm trying to like them. Right, exactly. So it's not like Evil Twin where they have their head up their ass smelling their own farts, you know? <laughs> they're trying. Like, I have no problem banning Evil Twin from the show because they're that way and they put out some of the shittiest beer. Ooh. Two Roads is just generally not good. It's not actively shitty, <laughs> like some evil twin beers. <laughs> I think we can keep them around. Yeah. I, yeah, well, I, don't, I don't think they're on the ban list. Yeah. I'll try again, but yeah. maybe not in the near future. Right. Right. I, I, I'm willing to keep them on the list. Okay. Yeah. I've been trying them. Okay. <laughs> any, Great. Any, any... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find a beer that I like by them. Okay. Because I do appreciate their art and... They just, they seem like... And their good-naturedness. Cool, yeah. they, they seem like a cool brewery. I don't know. All the, all, everything you pick up by them has some kind of witty quip or something about it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll try. Maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe. Today is not that day. Today is not that day. Thanks, everybody. So that was episode 78. We'll be back next week with episode 79. And it'll be a special one. Wink, wink. Hint, hint. Yeah. Say no more. Is she a goa? No, no. Does she not. take all of these snacks? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bubba. <laughs> no problem. Log pipes save lives, buddy. And kill podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>